0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala khatamil anbiya wal mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi Ajmaeen. Thumma amma ba Alhamdulillah You know this life This life is for the uh, fulfillment of rights And uh, the afterlife Is for the fulfillment of desires This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set up this system and created this world in, in, in this way. He created it so that this life would be for the fulfillment of rights and that the afterlife would be for the fulfillment of desires. And the ones of us who fulfill uh, their desires, if we choose to fulfill our desires in this life, we will for, fall short on fulfilling the rights. And if we fulfill the rights uh, in this life, that we owe, people that we owe rights to, if we fulfill their rights, we will have to sacrifice our desires. You know, the ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is for us to put off fulfillment of our desires to fulfill the rights. We have to postpone the fulfillment as much as possible of our desires to fulfill the rights. And the first and foremost right is the right of Allah upon us, Ya Mu'adh, Rasulullah tells Mu'adh You know, do you know what the right of Allah is upon you? You know, atarifu ma haqq And Mu'adh, do you know, close meaning to the effect, what the right of Allah is upon you? Allah wa Rasuluhu says Mu'adh, he says An wa la tushrik That you worship Allah and you not associate any partners with Him So Allah subhanahu wa taala, by not associating any partners, we know that Allah subhanahu wa taala is one in His being and in His essence. The world, this world that we live in, subhanallah, is darknesses, and is only brought about in the subject-object reference of duality. You know, in order for me to. You know Recognize If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was one It was in a sense No one to appreciate No one to To taste This massive Greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This massive This awesome Awesomeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala No one to truly uh, To appreciate it so Allah was one before He created all creation. The sovereign, you know, the king was one. And um, so in order to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. And, you know, once we came into the picture, There's this concept of subject-object that in order, you know, even in language, when we refer to anything, we refer to a certain object and there's the subject that is referring to the object. So there's usually two, you know, I think, there's the thinker, and there's the action of thinking, right? There's I see, there's the seer, and the action of seeing, or perceiving I hear there's the hearer and the action of hearing right or I may say you know I see a ball there's the, the, the subject the seer and the action of seeing and the object that is seen the ball so in this way there is duality in everything that we do or think or say there's always more than one, you know. At the point of creation, the multiplicity was introduced. But the point Allah clearly tells us in the Holy Qur'an, that the point, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ Why did I create this creation? This creation that is mindful. The jinn and the ins, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّةِ Because they were created before mankind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions them first وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create them except so that they may And here the Ibadah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu says لِيَعْبُدُونَ أي That to worship Allah, i.e. to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So we have to recognize Him to worship Him So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know For Allah to be recognized, you know Multiplicity is required. So Allah created time and space. And the basis, you know, the the tool that in and of itself, simply in its use, brings about the notion of the feeling of time. And uh, is this mind. And this body itself gives the notion of space. So our job is to bring this mind home. This mind first reaches out into the world and reflects just like Ibrahim salam reflected that this star is my God, this planet is my God, this sun is my God, but every time He would say, he would see that these things are changing. They go from one state to another, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the unchanging. He's the the one constant. He's the one constant. Everything changes. But He Himself doesn't change, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the mind reaches out at first and uh, to the perceived world. And, you know, the point is to see the one in the many. That as we perceive this world, the world is one large signpost that is pointing to something beyond it. So the many things of these world, all of these things, creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we see in this world are simply signposts. They're all pointing to the one and the same, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it is not a matter of pure intellect, but this going from multiplicity to unicity is a matter of nur. it's a matter of light. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alludes to this in the Holy Quran when he says, Allahu amanu nur. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the caretaker, he's the friend of. He's the one that you know is caring for and taking care of these believers. What does he do? He takes them out of darknesses into light. Not darkness into light, but darknesses. Because, you know, initially when this human being is looking out, when we are looking out into the world, darkness in the sense that in and of itself it is not, you know, depending on our perception and how we perceive it. But initially the perception is that it is separate from God. So in that there is darkness. But we see all these things, these multiple objects, and in multiplicity they are darknesses. Allah says that He takes them out from darknesses into light. And light here is one. And the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, نور على نور يهدي الله لنوره. Allah guides to His light whom He wills. Allah. And the way and the path to this light is mujahada. Allah will guide them. The means the ways the pathways and these pathways they're lit they're lit by the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then one in a sense when this nur when this the ruh of this human being is intensified when the when its light grows stronger and stronger then then we are able to see the many the one in the many we go to the source, the heart of the matter. We no longer see, you know, atoms and molecules and objects and sun, moon, and star, and this and that. We see those, you know, but, you know, with the, uh, with the, with our, with our eyesight, but in hindsight, with heart sight. We see the one through which all these things are manifest, just different vibrations going about. Kulaomminhuawafishha. All these things are vibrating. There's one constant out of which all these vibrations emanate, and they're just images, pictures, so to speak. All from the one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the point is to use this mind until it is no longer useful. <laughs> because our job is to bring the mind home. So we start with the mind and go back to the source where the mind is silenced. You have to leave this mind at the doorstep of Divine Presence. We can use it to arrive, but we cannot enter divine presence with it. Because the divine presence, in divine presence, there's unity. There's no duality. There's no mind to claim the prize. To feel special, a sense of attainment. They're just the divine presence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So. The mind is useful until it is useless. <laughs> and the universe, you know, this recognition, this knowing, Allah points to in the Qur'an this knowing. You know, this knowing is a higher level, even than believing. This says, Falam know that there is no God but God. There is no ilah except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Know this. And this nafi la ilah. We look at all the ilahs of this time, the ilah of technology, of superpowers, of oil, of economy, of currency oil gold modernity culture all these things all these ilahs power all these need to be denounced illallah we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we understand who's running the show. Not just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking him as, you know, we have this list of items, you know, my job, my family, my children, my home, my business, my community, earth, the city I live in, the country, the laws, the government. We don't see all these things and then there's God. You know, he's up there watching, you know, enjoying the, the, the movie, so to speak. It's, it's not like that. It's not that he's separate from any of these. He's not he's not separate, yet he is above and beyond. This is the magnificence of Allah. This is this is the the awesomeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that although he is inseparable from everything that we see and experience. Yet he is above and beyond everything we see and experience. Jalla جل Jalalu, Imam Ali says, Huwa شيء شيء شيء. He is in everything. Unlike... Things are in things, you know, not in the traditional sense of containment of space or time. So we have to make an effort until the seer dissolves, the one that is seeking, the seeker of the one, until the seeker himself dissolves. And when the mind is left in divine presence, he said, there's no one to claim the prize at this point. There's just unicity. And uh, this is one state and one level of Iman that is very high. Yet, you know, these levels are never ending. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he, he cares for his servants. And, This light is intensified in as much effort as one is made. And then when one gets it, understands what's happening, and gets at what God's getting at in this world, then everything becomes merely a sign, you know, professing Allah's name. It's the realization that we are not even there to begin with. is not that it is not that you know the human being unites with God or becomes one with God it's the realization that we are not even there to begin with that we are not even there to unite with God we have no true being capital B no true being we simply subsist we're subsistent beings we are Bismillah we are through the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are the khalq of Allah, the action of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we have no grounded being, no real independent being. That is only for Allah. Wajibul wujud is the one that necessarily exists. Wa ma wujud wa The necessarily the one who necessarily exists in all that is beyond him and besides him it's not really there and by the thing that is not really there we mean the nafs the mind the lower self the ego so first and foremost coming to this realization that you know putting on the glasses of perspective glasses of tawheed Allah is one in his essence in his attributes in his rulings and in his actions. You know, everything everything returns to Allah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi We are from Allah and to Allah is our return. So that's the first and foremost right That we recognize and we get what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is getting at And then once we do, we go about this world The mind is useful because this is the midan The battlefield, so to speak The test takes place here So we're not meant to exit, but we have work to do And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent you know, Prophet after prophet To explain this but first, really quick, it comes to my heart, uh, the connection between Iman and Ikhlas. Why, is, why are they directly correlated? When the Prophet ﷺ was asked, what is Iman? He said, Ikhlas. What is Ikhlas? Iman. Why are they so closely? Why is it that when Iman increases, Ikhlas increases? Because as iman increases And true tawheed comes in the heart of the person And he sees everything as an action Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Or a manifestation of God's Attribute or Action The essence itself You know as the believer becomes More grounded in this Then you know who is there to You know share in his worship with Like who is there to Show off in worship to Who is there to how, how can one do any act for other than Allah if all he sees is Allah? <laughs> if all he sees in the, the, the... If he sees the one in the many, you know, if someone yelling out, speaking at him, he sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moving this person, creating the very speech coming out of their mouth, you know, the very action of them being there, speaking, moving, when one gets to the point that you know all he sees is Allah subhanahu wa taala, then, then ikhlas is given. It's in its purest form because there's no one there to share for him to share anything with. So. The, fastest way to ikhlas is a way to increase one iman and the fastest way to increase one one's iman is to make an effort and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the prophets all with the same message all prophets had the same message in surah shu'ara we see this they give the exact same message Allah shows us prophet after prophet with the exact same wording word for word the message in the quran billahi rajim كذبت قوم نوح المرسلين إذ قال لهم أخوهم نوح ألا تتقون إني لكم رسول أمين فاتقوا الله وأطيعون وما أسألكم عليه من أجر إن أجري إلا على رب العالمين كذبت عاد المرسلين إذ قال لهم أخوهم هود ألا تتقون إِنِّي لكم رسول امين فاتقوا الله واطيعون وما اسالكم عليه من اجر ان اجري الا على رب العالمين كذبت ثمود المرسلين اذ قال لهم اخوهم صالح الا تتقون اني لكم رسول مبين اني لكم رسول امين فاتقوا الله واطيعون وما اسالكم عليه من اجر ان اجري الا على رب العالمين كذبت قوم لوط المرسلين اذ قال لهم اخوهم لوط الا تتقون اني لكم رسول امين فاتقوا الله وأطيعون فاتقوا الله واطيعوا وما اسالكم عليه من اجر ان اجري الا على رب العالمين كذب اصحاب الأيكة المرسلين اذ قال لهم شعيب الا تتقون inni lakum rasulun mubin inni lakum rasul amin fattiqullaha wa ati'un wa ma as'alukum alayhi min ajr in ajriya illa ala rabbil alamin you know same message you know, same same message every single time kadabat qawmu nuhin al Mursali. the people of nuh they they the uh, they basically called him a liar. They didn't believe in the message. إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ What did Nuh? إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ Their brother Nuh. from amongst them. إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ أَلَا Do you not have God consciousness? Do you not bring taqwa? And the ulama give a general, you know, explanation for taqwa. إِنْ يَجِدَكَ اللَّهُ حَيْثُ أَمَرَكَ وَيَفْقِدُكَ حَيْثُ نَهَكَ but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finds you where He has commanded you to be and He finds you missing where He's commanded you not to be. Basically fulfilling all the commands of Allah and avoiding fulfilling the orders of Allah and avoiding what Allah has made haram. You know what Allah has asked you to avoid. Very, very simple. This is taqwa. Allah Do you not have taqwa? Do you not bring taqwa? Inni lakum ameen. I am a trustworthy, trustworthy messenger for you. I can be trusted. I'm a messenger from Allah. Inni lakum, sent to you, Rasulun, messenger, Ameen. trustworthy. And then what's the message? Inni lakum Rasulun Ameen? And then so what's the result? Fattaqullah wa atiyaun. Have taqwa in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. I'd have taqwa and obey me every single messenger is like believe in Allah and obey me the messenger of the time right and then what's the sign that someone is truly a messenger from Allah <laughs> one of the signs is I don't want anything from you I don't want any reward I'm not asking for payment I'm not asking for subscription I don't need you to pay to attend my my lessons or or this and that. I want nothing in ajriya illa ala rabbil alameen. My reward is from the Lord of the worlds, you know. Everyone started with Nuh, same message. You know, Then Ad, same message. Then Thamud, same message. Then Lut, same message. Then Ashabil al-Aika, same message. Same wording, word for word. Sent these prophets. Then sent the final messenger. Still the same message, with one add-on. You are sent out. We've been sent, why? Because Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the seal of the approximately 124,000 know, Prophets or messengers that were sent by Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala. He's the seal. So this responsibility was given to this Ummah, and whatever the Prophets were promised, this Ummah gets the same, provided it fulfills its duty to worship Allah, obey its Prophet, and come on its purpose, inviting as a mercy to all mankind, to invite people, to show people the light, the way to success. This is the purpose, ultimately. This is the effort every prophet underwent many sacrifices Gave so much for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gave so much And in this is our tarbiyah So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding and the ability To come back on our purpose and to our deen So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might once again be pleased with us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and guide the entire mankind to this truth. Sallallahu alayhi على سيدنا محمد وعلى wa وصحبه أجمعين سبحان العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب